Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. I am Pittsburgh Current Publisher, Editor Charlie Deitch. Uh, this week, very excited to have our the Pittsburgh Current sex issue hit the streets this week. So check that out. We have a lot of sex-positive coverage. Um, pretty much anything you can think of, we got for you. Uh, you into uh, If you're into, you know adult film or BDSM, or you want to know where to get some, uh, some sex toys. We got your hookup. We also though talk about very serious issues like consent. And we talk about, um, uh, religion and the LGBTQ community. So we've got a lot of great uh, content for you this week. And also we've got, uh, we've got you the, the best Pittsburgh foods. If you're looking for an aphrodisiac to, uh, you know, help you uh, help up your game a little bit, but I'm very excited about today's show, uh, with me today as, Sometimes usual is my partner, Bethany Rue, associate Hello. publisher of the Pittsburgh Current. No partner. And this week, Bethany did a story on um, Michelle James. And Michelle is a Pittsburgh area um, adult film star who um, we... Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. So I Googled Pittsburgh porn star and I found Michelle. I'll, I'll admit it. I don't, I'm not afraid to admit it. And, um, but I'm glad we did because Michelle is great. And uh, Bethany spent some time with her. Mm-hmm. And I want to welcome Michelle James to the program. Welcome you. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So um, when we first reached out to you, because again, there's, there's, you know, there's always some, some taboo with the adult film industry. Did you have any, any, uh, trepidation about doing a story for, a uh, a publication that wasn't maybe an adult centric publication or, um, not really. I'm pretty much open. And I, like I was telling Bethany before we interviewed, there's only like two or three things that I would just wanted to make sure weren't mentioned, but other than sure. that, I had no, no problem. Sure. It's kind of, I would think it's kind of strange because it's a, it's a business where you have to be um, sort of forward and be, you know, be who you are and be yourself. But you also, there are things that for safety reasons you have to keep secret too. Absolutely. And so let's talk a little bit about how you, how you got into the adult film industry. Um, well I started with many vids. It Mm -hmm. is an amateur clip site platform. Um, I started making solo masturbation videos, uh, boy, girl videos, which would obviously be male, female sex, Mm -hmm. uh, acts. Um, I started doing that and I wanted to go into mainstream, but I didn't know if I, one, had the balls to do it yeah. or two, like had the look or whatever. Um, but I reached out to an agency and was like, hey, like, here's my stage name. Here's pictures. Here's my mm-hmm. stats. Like, can you get back to me and let me know? And they hit me back like a day later and they were like, we'd love to represent you. Wow. Um, but then I actually ended up going with an agent in L.A., and they flew me out and I started shooting and it was like, wow, so it you, happened like almost overnight. So they flew you out and you, you started shooting right down. Yep. They had, uh, three or four scenes lined up for me for the week. So I went out there, shot the scenes and I came right back home and was like, holy shit, it's like happening. Like, <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in the industry. It's already yeah. out there. My genitals are out there. Like, <laughs> um, I did want to say at the top that this is obviously NSFW for those of you who are, who are in your Stop offices today. Stop listening now if you don't yes. want to hear the vulgarity. Turn it off. Uh, I actually got a private text from my mother saying she'd be sitting this one out today. So oh, I'm, well. very, I'm very, yeah, very, very glad about that. Thanks, <laughs> but that's part of the issue too is one of the reasons we wanted to do this is you know times have changed a lot and 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 you know i think to have a more sex positive society we have to be more open to and, and i've long been an advocate for sex workers and 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 you know there's um i mean a lot a lot of the work uh, that w- not adult film work but a lot of work is illegal and and i i personally don't believe it should be um and so there's a stigma that comes with that is that something that 
that, that you found when you first got into it? Um, did you have, what were the reactions like when, when folks found out folks close to your, in your life found out that you were doing this or going to do this? And did you tell them first or? It was rough. Yeah. Um, I obviously knew that there was a stigma around sex work. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. obvious. It's been talked about for as long as you can remember. I mean, back before I even started into porn, just like sending out nude photos, like people would be like, oh, you're a slut and stuff like that. So I already had the stigma, but I didn't realize it was going to be as big as it was until I started doing mainstream. Mm -hmm. The reactions, I told my parents after like the third trip that I took because I wanted to make sure it was something that I was going to stick with first because if I was just going to do it and quit there was no point to break everyone's hearts like first off the bat yeah so I did a couple trips and then I finally you know came out to my parents and was like hey this is what I'm doing I understand it's not an easy thing for your daughter to tell you that she's doing but you know I'm happy this is what I want to do I'm safe like I'm going to take care of myself um my dad took it fine. He His biggest thing was, I want to make sure you're safe. Just do it safely. Sure. My mom's the same way. Um, I have I don't have many friends. Like after high school, I kind of dropped out from everything. I yeah. wasn't really social after high school. So I had a couple close friends and I told them and they already kind of knew because talk spread very, yeah. very quickly once <laughs> the first couple of videos started pouring out. Right. So um, I got a lot of negative reactions, but they weren't from my close friends, but um, – my very close friend, she understood. And she's like, you know, you make your money how you want to make your money. Right. You know, I'm not going to judge you. I'm still going to be your friend. She just asked that I didn't ask her to be involved, which I never would push that on someone. So um, sure. as far as like friends and family, not not too much stigma, but yeah, the outer people, absolutely. I hear it all day, every day, and it, it probably won't ever stop. I mean, it's just <laughs> going to keep getting worse, yeah. you know, the more scenes I do. and Yeah. Well, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you deal with it? I mean, is it just, do you just ignore it? Do you do you somehow separate it, just separate that from your life? Or how do you, how do you deal with, with that sort of stigma? Um, it's, I like to say that I ignore it, but deep down it hurts. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm on Twitter and I post a video or a new scene comes out and I, the first thing I do is go read the comments. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm constantly Googling myself, Michelle James, just like to see what people right. say about me. Um, I like to read it. First off, because there's a lot of informative things in comments sometimes, like when people will say, I don't like it when she does this. I don't like it when she does that. Like they point out flaws that I would never have noticed unless Mm -hmm. they pointed it out. So it helps me as a performer. But the straight negative things, like just people being dickheads. Right. (laughs) There's nothing you can do. I mean, you could call them out all day long on it, but it's only going to make it worse. So, you know, I read it, keep scrolling. And I knew from the beginning what I was getting myself into and I had to prepare myself to deal with the stigma. So where, where did the, I mean, you started last year, you started doing more mainstream work. How did you get started before that? And, and at what point did you decide to even try camming on your own? Um, like I said, I started with the many vids. Mm-hmm. Um, that was easy to set up the phone and sure. just record whatever and upload it. Um, I really, yeah. To go into mainstream, I was nervous, like yeah. I said, because I didn't know that I had mm-hmm. what it took. Um, but as far as camming, camming's easy. I mean, you just right. you get your platform, you sure. set the camera up, and you go live. But what made you decide to do to take that first step into camming? Like, what what was it about? Was it something that you had thought about doing for a while before you did that, or? 
Um, like I in the article that I mentioned yeah. when I sat down with Bethany, I've been very sexualized from a young age mm-hmm. by nature because I was given chest pieces <laughs> that are a little too big <laughs> for my own good. So <laughs> um, from a young age, I was always looked at as mm-hmm. the promiscuous girl. I mean, she oh, she has big boobs, so she has to be a slut kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so once I turned legal age to film legally and put mm-hmm. it on the internet, I thought, why not monetize off of something that people are already saying about me? If they're already calling me a slut, why don't I take the next step to be a fucking slut and make money? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that it was an it was an easy decision, but uh, yeah. Bethany, what were your um, when you sat down with Michelle? What were you? What, did you have any preconceived notions of what a doll film star was? And then what were you, what was sort of the uh, uh, the experience once you sat down with her? Sure. Um, so I do want to say, by the way, this is Facebook Live, so you can, if you have any questions for Michelle, feel free to submit them in the comments. Um, I'm happy to, to moderate those. Um, now's your chance, people. Um, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. So, yeah, no, I um, I feel like I need to, like, turn this. Hi. Um, no, I really didn't have any preconceived notions. Um, you know, I, too, have been very sex positive, and um, especially in terms of empowering females and, and taking back you know, the, the control of the male gaze, I'm, I'm all about it. So I, I would say that I did not have any preconceived notions and that talking with Michelle was um, pleasantly refreshing and, you know, really did drive home that, that what I thought was right. Like these, these are, are, for the most part, you know, just wonderful people doing the work. And again, mm-hmm. my thing, and I, and I hit on this in the article, was everybody watches porn, and yet sometimes they demonize the people that make it, which is some bullshit. Right. So <laughs> it, was, it was really nice to be yeah. able to, to, to tell a story, to tell Michelle's story, and to be able to get that out there, because uh, she's the perfect example of how absolutely amazing a lot of these, yeah. a lot of these um, sex workers are. So it was, it was very fulfilling for me to do. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. This is very nice. I know. Look at that. (laughs) So, Michelle, you you started mainstream last year. This year, uh, you went to the AVN Awards for the first time. Is that correct? I did. I I don't know if it still stands for Adult Video News. I think it's more just known by as (laughs) AVN. Sorry, some shenanigans off screen. Uh, (laughs) AVN. um, What was that experience like for you? Oh, it was chaotic. Yeah. Um, I had never been to an AVN and I wasn't nominated for everything, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm too I'm too much of a fresh face. Um, but it was it was chaotic. I yeah. mean, oh there were so many people and it was held in Las Vegas at right. the Hard Rock. So there was already a ton of people there in general just mm-hmm. for Vegas. And then you add all these porn stars right. and cam girls and amateur performers. It was literally <laughs> It felt like a giant orgy that everyone had clothes on for, for the most part. Because, like, you see people and you're like, I've seen you on Twitter. I want to yeah. suck your genitals. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's what it felt like. But it was yeah. it was a great time. Like, I was stressed about it for yeah. the weeks before we went because you have to have your dresses, your outfits for the convention. Mm-hmm. Stressful. But now looking back on it, I had a really fun time. And I wish I kind of would have just let loose a little yeah. bit. But. It was my first one, so I'm sure the next one yeah. I go to, I'm, I'm going to be a seasoned vet and ready to. It had kill to feel. It. it had to feel comforting, at least a little bit, to kind of be in a community of people that do the same job as you and that have the same sort of outlet outlook at, at the business as you do. What was that like? Sort of meeting. I can't imagine the number of people that you met and the connections that you made. It was amazing. I yeah. mean, it's like I said, for the most part, it's people that we already have the close community with on Twitter or on other social media sites, like we heard of. Um, 
things like that. But seeing them in person and actually being able to hang out with people who understand your life and your lifestyle, mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, literally just an entirely fun time. Like, and that's, I, that's like, what, I like can't even explain like how like happy I was to be there. Like I didn't have to worry about being judged because right. I was there with people who do the same thing yeah. that I do, you know? And we're all there for the same reason. Like we're all there because we do porn and because we're being recognized for the hard work that we do put into it. So it was, it's great. Uh, I was going to say that was one of the things we touched about the article too, is, you know, sometimes what the industry takes away from you in terms of of losing friends and family, it gives back to you with this whole new community. Yeah. Of support. And, And Michelle was telling me when we talked, you know, her, one of her best friends in the world now came through the industry and like couldn't imagine her life without her. So, you know, it, it does, I think there is a strain. Um, but I think the, the, benefit not the benefit but the other the side pros, of that coin yeah. yeah is that they they do give you this amazingly supportive community oh, absolutely so. yeah we're very tight-knit um sean on facebook doesn't have a question but he said he wanted to say to michelle that you are amazing thank you sean <laughs> sean by video i mean you know put your money where your mouth is pal <laughs> <laughs> pay up <laughs> so um, just kidding <laughs> just kidding sean um I lost my train of thought there. You are listening to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. We should probably do that. You can find the Pittsburgh Current live online at pittsburghcurrent.com. You can find us on the socials at pghcurrent.com. You can find Michelle James on Twitter at Michelle James, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-M-V. Is that correct? Yep. And on Insta. And on Insta Insta as well. Um, So... Michelle, let's talk. We you, we talked about this a little before we came on, um, and sort of like how the industry has changed in terms of it's more about scenes now, right? Than it is like full films. Or is that is that sort of am I saying that correctly, or, or am I maybe maybe I'm oversimplifying it a little bit? Um, there's been so many shifts in porn, and it happens yeah. every couple years. Like now, the big stretch, I suppose, is incest. Yeah. Like that's Ooh. a really big like thing right now. Like daughter, stepdad, you know, MILF and yeah. stepson. It's very big right now, but it's <laughs> it's one of those fetishes that come around and it's big for a little bit and then it kind of dies off and then another huge fetish or something else will right. become big. Um, but as far as like scenes versus films, you still have your companies that are producing actual mm-hmm. porn films. Mm-hmm. But the problem that... I see is the money that they spend in production. They're not seeing back in sales right. mm-hmm. um, because of uh, clip sites like Pornhub and X videos and X hamster where pirated content is being uploaded for free. Right. So they're not making the money off of DVDs, downloads, memberships, uh, things like that. And I will say too, when I was working on the article, it is almost impossible to try to, nail down the economic impact porn has in the United States because mm-hmm. they are all independent. Like we were talking about mind geek before we went mm-hmm. on, on the air and you know, they own Pornhub, right? They own mm-hmm. you porn and mm-hmm. red tube. Mm-hmm. Um, but they make a lot of money back, uh, due to ad jet or ad revenue. Yeah. So that's how they make most of their money. Is, yeah. But, they, but they're not uh, reporting like their economics. Like you can't say like, it, the industry is X big because uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're not, yeah. They're not Cause a lot of them. Numbers. Yeah. A lot of the money you, you don't realize like how much money is mm-hmm. like exchanged in, mm-hmm. in porn in general. Like it's, it's almost mm-hmm. sickening how much money <laughs> yeah. is spent on sex and it's great. <laughs> it's lovely, yeah, but great. it's like 
yeah, you're not ever going to find it really published anywhere. Like, no one's going to come out and be like, oh, we made right. $3 yeah, billion. Dollars made so and, much money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how do you um, – so as you said, you talked about pirated content. So how mm-hmm. – there has to be – is there a way that you can protect your brand and, and, and make sure that you get your money in terms of – I mean, I don't know. I know I don't know about sites like Pornhub. I don't know if I, – I, at least I think they're supposed to have some sort of, you know – Mon- some way to monetize monetize that for the for the for the uh, for the performer. Um, but how do you ta- how do you watch that? How do you prepare for or how do you take care of your your uh, your brand? Um, I know most of my content goes on my ManyBits account. Mm-hmm. Um, they have I forget the exact term. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I think it's like a DMCA paperwork or something that you can file. Like say someone does buy your clip for mm-hmm. twenty dollars and they turn around and they try to put it on Pornhub. One you can take the video from them on Pornhub and have it put on your account and you get the so many cents per view. Or you can file with many vids that DMCA paper or whatever and they will take it down. Mm. So as long as you file the correct paperwork, they have people that go to these sites and look for the videos and they will take them down for you. Um, That's for like your own privately Mm -hmm. owned content. As far as like the mainstream uh, production companies, they don't really care because it's a lot of exposure for them. Yeah. Um, but they usually take it from Pornhub, make sure it's verified that it is their video, and then they get the the pay per view for there. But, but for that kind of job, you're paid You're paid to do the job. You're not, absolutely, you're not yeah. You're paid that. the rate for the day for right. the scene, but you don't make any kind of um, like money off sales or anything right. like that. You get the one flat rate and that's it. But there's like a big shift right now um, from mainstream to more – content being made amongst performers mm-hmm. that I would love to talk about because it's like a, it's yeah, a big please. thing. Um, there's so many platforms now and so many ways to make money without ever leaving your house right. that a lot of people are turning away from mainstream because you're only making that thousand dollars a day for a scene and never seeing anything else out of it. Right. When you own your own content, I can make a 20-minute video with the same guy I would, you know, sleep with on set yeah. and make money off it forever. Because every day someone's right. going to buy that video and you're going to make more in the long run, spending more time making your own content. Uh, there's a thing, a platform called OnlyFans. I know a performer who's a male performer that makes seven grand a month wow. uploading videos with a phone or an actual, like, camera equipment mm-hmm. and just... Girls all natural, hair's not done. They yeah. guys just want people, not guys. I right. shouldn't say guys because guys and girls both consume porn. <laughs> people want to see raw amateur content. Right. And a lot of it now is so fake with it being in mainstream. It's like, oh, like it's like a performance. Yeah, but like it doesn't feel real. So a lot of people are making a lot more money off private content. And like I said, you don't even have to leave your house. Like I traveled to LA in California to make a couple grand. But if I stayed home and flew these performers into me and made all this bulk of content and released it slowly at a time, I can make money off it forever. You know what I mean? Like I love mainstream because it gives me the exposure that I need. It's helping me build my brand, build my name. And I love shooting mainstream content. I Mm -hmm. do. But as far as the money aspect, it's getting a lot more, concentrated on people making their own content and i think that's great because it like i said mainstream you have to have a certain look you have to look a certain way to Mm -hmm. be booked um with making your own content you can look however you want to male female tall Mm -hmm. short black white it doesn't matter you're gonna make money 
no matter what. So it's, oh, it's like amazing how much money you can, you could truly make in porn without ever leaving your house. Like half the time I get on cam, I don't have makeup on and I'm making a couple hundred dollars a night. You know what I mean? Like guys yeah. don't care to see pro shot stuff anymore right. when it's, when it's more real, when you're making an amateur. Anytime you, anytime you sort of work for yourself and, and, for those of us who freelance before, it's tough sometimes to like be your own boss and to make sure that you're Absolutely. sort of, so, I mean, obviously you set your own hours, you kind of set your own time. But, um, I, I think one thing that people don't think about is this is work. I mean, this is a job. Oh this God, isn't just is. like, you know, it's, <laughs> yes, it is work. it's like, Oh, it's oh, easy. You're going for the easy money. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking work. It's, it's tough mm -hmm. to do. And so talk a little bit about that aspect of, of, um, you know, what it takes to keep motivated and how much, how much do you normally work a week? Uh, I work every day. Yeah. Every single day, 24 hours a day, whether it's physically shooting content mm -hmm. or whether it's getting on my hundreds of social media sites, promoting whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of marketing, uh, trying to talk to people, get your face out there. Oh, but it is work. Um, when you do mainstream, I'm like I said, I, I travel. I leave Saturday for Florida, actually. So I'm going to be getting up at 3.30 a.m., getting on a plane, flying to Florida. And as soon as I land, I start shooting. Wow. So it's uh, be on set by 11 and you shoot all day long and you come back and you shave and you shower and you eat and you go back to bed and you do it all again. Um, it's not like you just come and show up and do what you want. Like right. You show up on set uh, 8, 9 a.m., Mm -hmm. Uh, you have your hair and makeup done by somebody. They pay, uh, someone to do your hair and makeup. Uh, you leave, you go to set and you're there. You do your, uh, initial interview that says, this is my stage name. This is my real name. I am of age. No one's forcing me to oh, be yeah. here. Um, legal aspects. Sure. Um, and then you meet with your male performer who your male or female performer, whoever you're working with that day. And you sit down and you discuss boundaries you know what, here's what I'm okay with. Here's what I'm absolutely not okay with. Please don't do. And then once the entire crew gets there, you have four or five people like camera guys and sound guys and PAs and everyone else like surrounding you. And then you start shooting. And what a lot of people see obviously is the finished product, right? You see 40 minutes and you're like, Oh, that's easy. I could fuck for 40 minutes. <laughs> no, that's, no, it's not. Who the hell's saying that? Exactly. <laughs> Some people tell me. All right. And then, but in the reality of it, you're on set for average six to eight hours a day mm -hmm. and you shoot five minutes, you cut, you move positions, you mm -hmm. change the camera lighting and all of that stuff. Then you go again for five, six, seven minutes. Right. You get Your legs get tired from doing all the work you have to do. Then you have to cut again. You're getting water. You guys stop to eat. So it's, it's a job. It really is like it's physically demanding. Like a lot of people think like, oh, it's just sex. Like it's sex is easy. But the positions they put you in, yeah. it's literally physically demanding because you have to think about where the camera is constantly. So if you're in a normal position, like you're not just going to keep your legs closed and just let the, whoever go to town. Like you have to have your body open right. towards the camera. They have to have the best angles. It is literally work. Like there's some nights where I go home and I'm physically sore, like all over yeah. and you're sweaty and you're gross and it it is absolutely work. And then you go home and – you tweet about your scene, you post on your premium Snapchat, a little teaser vids and it's 24, it's a 24 seven yeah. job. Literally it is like I'm, I'm constantly on my phone, on Twitter, on Instagram, on my Snapchat constant. 
Yeah. And I, I, think, just I think most of us have probably pulled a hammy or something. Uh, oh, just yeah. doing it for like, you know. <laughs> what? You know, sex. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, because right, I couldn't imagine it for eight hours is what I'm I mean, saying. I mean, what, yeah. I'm not asking you, uh, Bethany. That's against the code of our, our office Our policy. HR department will come down on you <laughs> like a hammer. I'm our HR department. I'm not going to do anything. I just, for people that are joining us yeah. now, I just want to point out we are talking to Michelle James, um, the fabulous <laughs> Michelle James, uh, who you could read all about in the Pittsburgh Current Sex Issue. Yes. Uh, we're talking about the adult film industry and about sex work in general and about people's preconceived notions and um, how easy it is if you too want to become anyone can any, do it. anybody could do it anyone I mean although it. it sounds daunting I mean you're literally you are a producer you are a director you are you do a everything. content creator you're you we were having some technical I film, issues I'm the yeah. light person yeah. I'm the sound person I'm the foot like footage editor mm-hmm. I'm the marketing person I'm the mm-hmm. social media person I literally do it all and yeah. like a lot of people don't see that they just see like oh she recorded this with her phone and it's out there for me to buy like no you don't realize how much work yeah. was put yeah. into that beforehand and how much money was spent you know on outfits sex toys mm-hmm. the lighting right. the, the f- video cameras all of it like there's a lot of work in I mean your job is to kind of make it look easy but yeah, it's not it, yeah, like, yeah. yeah and that's the thing I mean I mean, could anyone do it? I guess so, sure. But absolutely, like, yeah, I, I, but I, yeah, could, but I don't think well, some people. Should, I think she's like, 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 also, like there's yeah, a I perfect mean, person, right, right, right. To do, no, like, yeah, physically, correct. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Body but type it's, I mean, it's a commitment. Yeah. Like you don't. I mean, if you just do a little research on Michelle, you'll see. I don't know if you hit fifty thousand, but you're close to fifty thousand. I'm very close. I'm not. Help Michelle get fifty thousand followers on Twitter. Um, but just yeah, follow her on Twitter. Help her. Help her. Just help on me. at Michelle James MV. Um, but also, just on Pornhub alone, I didn't go anywhere else, but you have uh, close to 5 million views on your videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's putting in work. I mean, that's not just, I mean, yeah, I guess you accidentally stumble upon someone's mm-hmm. clips. But, but people obviously go on there too looking for you, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's takes work on your part to to make that happen. Like I said, that's where the marketing comes in. Like, I have to have my face out there. If I post a little, like, teaser pic for my Instagram, or not my Instagram, my Twitter, guys are going to be like, oh, I want to see, like, what's under her hands. Pornhub, Michelle James, fat, 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 fun, (laughs) you know, follow, subscribe, done. You know what I mean? We we have a question in the comments, and actually I know the answer to this because we talked about it. (laughs) Um, Excuse me, I'm just getting over a cold. Um, Somebody wants to know if you ever film with fans. And I know there's a hashtag, and again, this is not safe for work, people. So yeah, not safe for work. I mean, Close it is it, depending on where you work. If you yeah. work in Adult Empire, which is conveniently located in Wexford, <laughs> as we found out, you could probably listen. Um, there's a hashtag, hashtag fuck a fan, mm-hmm. and it's pretty big, and it trends, and there are some adult film stars that will fuck it's a fan. Hate, yeah. And I will let you discuss your, your thoughts on this. Um, if you're asking me personally if I <laughs> fuck my fans, the answer is no. Um, I do not escort, uh, so there's no way you can pay me for private meetups or services or anything like that. Um, it's completely illegal to start with. It's just not yeah. something I want to show my face on. It's mm-hmm. not worth the the circumstance or not the circumstances, but it's not worth consequences. The consequences right. to mm-hmm. do it. Um, but you can come meet me at the conventions, AVN, mm-hmm. Exotica, Expiz, anything like that. Come. Uh, visit me at my agent's booth and I'll sign autographs. I'll take pictures with you. Um, things like that. But as far as privately 
getting anywhere near me <laughs> for sexual contact, that is a no. Look, she made me sit this far away from me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, just, I just want to be clear. I don't fuck my fans either. So. <laughs> I'm on oh. the fence. Call me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, another another interesting me. thing that came up. <laughs> Call me. At, at Bethany Rowe on Twitter. I have almost 1,300 fans. Ooh. Um, I know. I know. Damn. I'll, I'll make it to 15. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, another interesting thing, though, that Michelle and I talked about when we met was at AVN, mm-hmm. just just talking about like consent and boundaries there were fans that would walk up to her and like want to have a picture and like immediately try to grab her boobs or yeah and it's like that's that's not okay mm-hmm. i mean it's it's irritating right it's not it's a boundary that they should not cross so i talk about assault. this yeah, I mean, all yeah. day every day like i this is why i love doing stuff like this i love educating people um a lot of fans don't know that it's crossing a boundary when you do that because like i said they they see the finished product and yeah. they think, oh, she's okay. Like, for example, my bang bus scene. Um, I got picked up by random people in a van right. and drove around Miami and had sex with a random guy and they dropped me off in the middle of nowhere. Air quotes the whole <laughs> Exactly. The, whole the entire time. <laughs> and I have fans that are like, oh. That is so cool. He's like some random guy just picked you up and you fucked him and he dropped you off in the middle of nowhere. How did you get home? I'm going to get me a bus. <laughs> I'm going to get a bus just like that. Um, How did you get It's home? a fantasy. That was all scripted. I hate to break anyone's, burst anyone's bubble, but this is the stuff that has to be talked about. It is a fantasy. It's scripted. I knew who I was going to work with. We sat in the van beforehand. They said, we're going to go sit you over here in this park, sit by the tree when J-Matt comes over act uninterested and then after a little bit of convincing get in the van and do what you have to do you know what i mean so when performers don't talk about like i don't like to ruin that fantasy for guys but this is where they get the preconceived notation that it's okay to violate my boundaries when they see me in person because they've seen me do it on camera um always ask for consent always like if you come up to me and just talk to me at the convention that's fine but say hey michelle can we get a pic absolutely Michelle, may I put my hands on your breast? May I put my hands on your stomach? If I say okay, then you're more than welcome to, but don't just assume that yeah. you're able just to come up and wrap your arms around me because it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's always, 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 always ask every single performer for consent every time. I don't care if you've met the girl 60,000 times at conventions or mm-hmm. whatever else. Ask her every time because maybe that day she's having a bad day and she doesn't want to be touched. Right. You know what I mean? Just don't assume that because we do porn that that gives you consent to our bodies because it does not. And I, I, have a, I actually have a question that, that did not come up when we talked, but now I, I actually am curious about it. So when you are having sex like outside of work, mm-hmm. is it is it different? I mean, is it, you know, I, I mean, I'm assuming it is, but I'm just, you know, I always like joke like I would never want to marry a gynecologist because when they come home, they're probably like, oh God, honey, if I see one more, you know, <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah, like, I just I can't have had it. I've got 27 on my face today. I mean, is it like, just, you know, if, if you don't mind or if that's oh, your no, personal, no, you don't have to talk about it. So. Um, this is where porn has changed me in a way that I'm glad that it did. Before I got into porn, I was a slut. obviously this is why I do it now but I would sleep with anyone I'd get on tinder random hookup what's your address I'm coming let's go and then I would leave you know what I mean tons of random hookups when I got into porn and realized the danger of hooking up with people Mm -hmm. who are not tested and not using condoms Mm -hmm. oh my god it almost scared me like half to death because doing porn we get tested every two weeks every two weeks we have to go to a draw center 
they take our blood, they take a urine sample, and two days later we have results that go, go goes into a pass system is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if any of the performers I want to work with or even the companies or producers can pull my test, they know that I'm clear from, like I just got tested yesterday, my results will be in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So from tomorrow to two weeks following tomorrow, I'm clear to shoot with anyone else who is clear. So that's how we prevent the spread yeah. of STDs in our industry. So now if I'm not actively shooting, I usually don't have sex because it's, you know, it's hard mm-hmm. with people that I've previously hooked up with before porn mm-hmm. to go get them tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys always give you the spiel. I don't like using condoms. I'm allergic. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. I know. Really, right. Really but then you, they wear latex gloves and it, all of a sudden no reaction. Weird. <laughs> but yeah. Um, if I do have sex outside of actual porn, it's usually with a tested performer mm. off camera for content, whatever. And it is, mm. it is better because mm. porn has given me such sexual confidence that I never had before. Mm. I'm comfortable doing it and it's fun doing now because like I, I know how to do everything. I've done a lot of things <laughs> in porn and I, I'm comfortable doing it all. So it's, it's definitely made sex a lot better. I don't go as crazy as I do on camera. Right. You're not going to, I'm not going to ride you for 10 minutes just because <laughs> I do it on camera. I'm going to lay in missionary and you're going to do the work, but <laughs> it, it is, it, it does get a lot better. Yeah. All right. Talk about the fans a little bit. Um, which we had some, some folks ask, um, do you have like some loyal customers who, and loyal fans who buy everything you do or, or follow you around the country, which might be a little creepy, but. (laughs) First of all, I want to say that I love all of my fans. Uh, I did kind of shout them all out on my premium Snapchat yesterday. Um, I very, 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 very much appreciate my fans. Mm -hmm. And everything I do is to please my fans because at the end of the day, if it wasn't for people saying she's hot and I want to pay to see her naked, (laughs) I wouldn't be where I was at. So thank you. If you're a fan, um, what was the question? Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what did you say? Oh, creepers. Do people oh, follow yeah. you around? The guys that buy all my content. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. Sorry. I have specific fans that have bought every single wow. one of my many vids videos. They bought my premium Snapchat. They're subscribed to my OnlyFans. They buy a subscription for every website that I'm ever on. I do have some very loyal fans, but that's not, in my opinion, you don't, you don't have to buy every single mm-hmm. thing that I ever make. To be a fan. If right. you buy one video, you retweet my thing on Twitter, you're a fan. Right. And I honestly appreciate like appreciate all of it. Cause not I have a ton of fans that have bought my premium Snapchat and that's the only thing they'll ever buy because they don't have the means to do so. Mm-hmm. And that is perfectly fine by me. Yeah. You know? Have have uh, have you had any instances of of either fans or whomever kind of crossing the line? And how do you deal with that? Uh, yeah, it actually just happened to me the other day. Someone on my premium Snapchat who just got added like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, found my personal Facebook account <gasps> and absolutely made me nauseous. And I wanted to like cry myself to sleep to yeah. leave my Facebook. Uh, that is, the I think, one of the only times that I've ever had someone like cross mm-hmm. any boundaries. Like it's not okay. So how do you deal with that? What do you, what do, you do? Do you <sighs> confront them about it or do you just try and hope it doesn't go any further or – um, well, I did de- indefinitely remove him from all my social sure. media accounts. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a safety issue. Don't ever do it. Yeah. Um, I confront this a lot because a lot of guys forget that we are performers, like we're um, actresses and actors. Mm-hmm. 
you cannot get to know right. us. We're not out to fall in love with every right. one of our fans. And I, and it's really heartbreaking because I know a lot of guys do really like me and mm-hmm. you know, they, they would not want nothing more than to be married to me. And I understand that completely, but we are performers. We're actors and, and actresses. We don't want to get to know you. Um, a lot of guys say, I want to know your real name. What's your real name? I want to know the real you. You don't have to know my right. government issued name right. to know me. Like this is me right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I go, I'm going by Michelle James, but that this is who I am. I mm-hmm. am Michelle James. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I'm here shooting in California, Florida, or sitting on my couch. I'm still me. So when right. you talk to me on any of my social media platforms, mm-hmm. you're getting to know me. You don't have to know yeah. private, personal details about right. my life to know me. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think everybody sort of in this sort of uh, in this relationship has to know the boundaries. It's about fantasy. It's mm-hmm. about. It's about. You know, it's about for for you. It's about you know, monetizing your gifts and for, mm-hmm. for the client or for the customer it's about the fantasy. And then for you too, I imagine it's a bit about the fantasy as well, oh, but absolutely. sometimes people, I guess, just don't know when to just know your role and just sort of stay in position. And yeah. When- and in my personal opinion, that's what I like about doing porn. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Um, guys see me on Pornhub or they see any of my content ever and they're like, wow, I like really want to like have a chance to sleep with her, mm-hmm. touch her, whatever, to, like be in her presence. And oh my God, it, like it turns me on. It does. Mm-hmm. Like I love that people watch me and I love that people physically get off to me. I yeah. love, I love it. But at the same breath, if I turned around and slept with all of my fans because right. they were fans or because they paid me, the fantasy goes out the window. Sure. Why would they pay to watch my content if they've already slept with me? Right. You know what I mean? And it just, like I said, it turns me on so much more to know that they can't have me and, oh God, it's just, yeah, yeah it's like, it's just the fantasy. And that's why I don't sleep with like fans. Like I have no problem talking to you. We can chill, yeah. like Snapchat back and forth. Cool. But like, as far as ever touching me, it's, it's right. very something to none unless you're a tested talent and Get the porn if you want yeah. to get with this. Basically, <laughs> so don't ask me how because I'm, I'm not this here to give advice. Just in my, this question just popped in my head. How many dick pics do you imagine that you've been sent since you started in this business? It's got to be hundreds. Does it, do the numbers of the world go up This is time for high? the Donald Trump meme where he goes billions <laughs> and billions <laughs> and billions because every single yeah. day. I, really? And on my premium Snapchat, you know, for anyone listening, if dick you, you like sending uh, dick pics. <laughs> Buy my premium snap. I'm okay because I'm consenting. Yeah, sure. Because I'm showing you my body right. and I'm okay with you showing yours to me. Right. If I'm just on Twitter and I right. get a DM that's like, hey, Michelle, you're beautiful and I'm getting ready to respond and then bloop, picture pops <laughs> up and it's your wiener. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want to see your wiener unless I ask for it. Honestly, I don't. I, I don't understand what comes into guys' heads like, oh, I don't know this girl, but she'll love this. Mm. <laughs> Which angle should I get this at? Like, yeah, angles need to work harder on that. that oh my gosh, like I, yeah, okay. I don't understand it. No, like, you know, you could delete those and retake them. I know. Again. Angle and lighting is is, is key. Uh, but yeah, I get a ton of dick pictures a day. Um, one thing that I did want to bring up that we did talk about that I think is really interesting and, and I want to make sure we talk about it before we run out of time is what an incredibly uh, passionate advocate you are for making the industry better, right? Absolutely, like, like every the, day. Yeah, like the, the one thing I said was, you know, what, what's one takeaway that you would like our readers to have? And and basically she said, but you know, I just, that's what you're doing, right? Like you want to, she said, I want to leave the industry a better place than I found it. So mm-hmm. so would you mind just talking about that briefly? Um. Yeah, I just, 
I'm out to end the stigma around sex workers. And Mm -hmm. I know I'm just one person, but the more I do things like this, Mm -hmm. um, I had a sex education talk on my premium snap last night. Like I want to educate people Mm -hmm. about this industry and make it so it's more widely accepted. Because like I said, when we sat down, everyone has sex. You either you're masturbating, you're physically sleeping with someone, you're watching porn. It doesn't matter. Every, you're doing sex work, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. And anyone listening or anyone ever is one step away from being in sex work. So when you're sleeping with your husbands and your wives, you are just a camera away <laughs> from being in my shoes, honest to God. Yeah. And there's no reason to judge sex workers for doing something we all do. Just mm-hmm. because we choose to monetize off of it Mm -hmm. does not mean that we should be outcasted to society. It's, Mm -hmm. it's ignorant. So I like doing that part on educating against the stigma, but Mm -hmm. I also like, uh, changing the actual porn industry for the better. Um, we've had problems in the past. Like this is before I have gotten into porn, but I've, I see it all the time. Girls advocating for it on Twitter. There's been times where girls are assaulted on set, um, just ignorant things like that. Um, So we're getting into a swing of trying to create checklists and trying to educate producers and other talent. And we're trying to make a checklist that says every time you show up on set, whether you have worked with this person one, one time, never, or a thousand times, you fill out this checklist that says, here's my stage name, here's today's date. This is what I am okay with mm-hmm. for you to do to me today. And then on the other side, this is what I absolutely do not want you to do to me today. And I want it to be more widely used where the producers are seeing us write this down. Everyone is present in the room when this is happening. Yeah. So after you write it down and everyone discusses it, if say for me, like my biggest thing is if I'm just doing a boy girl scene, do not touch my butthole like don't (laughs) penetrate it like do whatever you do like rub it whatever i'm not gonna get too graphic but do not penetrate my butthole so if i'm sitting in a room with the producer and the talent and everyone else who's going to be physically on set when the sex is happening to know that say we're doing the scene and by not by accident but say the guy gets too into it and tries to shove his area in The the fact that I did that checklist and everyone was present, the producer is able to see it happening. I know it's happening. The guy knows it's happening. So everyone calls cut so there's no gray line. So no one can leave set that day and say, well, I was violated. Right. Well, why didn't you say anything on set? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that obviously you're not going to speak up about it then if you're afraid to, to use your voice. And that's perfectly fine. But if, like I said, if it was more black and white mm-hmm. – where the producer knew that it was violating your boundaries, that's how porn becomes a better place. Right. When everyone is educated on what you can do and what you can't do, so no one's boundaries are violated. That's all I want to do is make sure that when people go to set, they have a great sexual experience, the product turns out amazing, and everyone goes home happy with their paychecks. That's all Mm. I want. I'm so tired of seeing girls on Twitter you know, saying I want to quit porn because X, Y, Z. I hate seeing that. And that's where the stigma starts. Mm-hmm. That's why people don't like sex workers. Oh, right. you, you raped someone on set. This is what your industry is. No, it's not. There's people like me who advocate for a better industry every single day. And it starts with yourself. So when every time I go to set, that's the first thing I do is advocate for boundaries. I sit down with a male talent. What are you okay with? 
okay, you're okay with all that. What are you not okay with? What don't you want me to do to you? And that's how you change the industry one at a time. And more and more that I do this, say the last male talent I work with never done that before. Now maybe next time he's going to go to set and be like, hey, you know, Michelle was asking me what I'm okay with and I'm, what I'm not okay mm -hmm. with. Maybe I should ask the girl I'm working with today if she's okay with and what she's not okay with. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's amazing. It's so powerful. I, I want to get up and be like, preach, but I'm stuck in this <laughs> couch. But you know it's not. I'm like, preach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looking at the clock on my phone, Time I didn't flies. realize we'd gone for almost an yeah, hour. Yeah, we're almost um, an hour in. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this is the Pittsburgh Current Podcast, and you have been listening to Michelle James, adult film star and um, genuinely <laughs> delightful person. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you guys and so much for going having we, me. And we keep going if we, you know. I know. We might have to have a part two or something at some other oh, time. Oh, anytime. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you want to bring me back for a part two. Think oh, no, we love, we, and... yeah, we'd love to do that. And um, pick up Pittsburgh Current Sex Issue on stands this week. You can get it uh, online at pittsburghcurrent.com. You can check out our socials at PGH Current. You can check out Michelle James on her socials at Michelle James MV. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E James MV. And this has been a very fun and enlightening uh, episode of the Pittsburgh yeah. Podcast. Thank you to Sorgatron Media and uh, have a great week. Bye. Bye. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.